Here they come! Welcome to episode 130 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Ian Marchant to discuss the opening of Logan's Run. Give a big hand, he's British! Hello, Ian. Hello, Eric. Here we are, Logan's Run. Um, Logan's Run is a subject I've wanted to do ever since starting this podcast. It it was inevitable that we were going to talk Logan's Run, and it was inevitable it was either going to be you or Andrew were going to be the first co-host to talk about it for the first time. And you've kind of like pipped Andrew to it because I know you're a fan, but also, crucially, over Andrew, I know in the past you've made a Sandman's Gun. That's I know true. That. Yes, yeah. Yes. That's so, so that's why you're here today and not Andrew. So, sorry, Andrew, oh. but uh, Ian, I, Ian Pipsha. I, I pipped him to the post. I, I got to carousel before him. So. You did. You did. So, I mean, okay. You and I have never spoken Logan's Run. No. Before we just had a little natter, then just before starting, and um, should have taped it really. Shouldn't we should have taped it. <laughs> hence, starting and, and talking. So, what is your background with Logan's Run? Well. um... I, I saw the TV show first. So the TV show, uh, we've discussed this on Blake 7. The TV show started roughly about the same time as Blake 7 did. Um, and I think it was, uh, yeah, I can't remember what day it was on. But It was but Saturdays, wasn't it? Was it? Sa- well, it might have been a Saturday or Sunday. It was some weird day. And it was, um, I remember at the time we were, for some reason, my, my father who was a great fan of science fiction. I don't know whether we'd been naughty or something like that, but we were only allowed to watch one one show that week and we chose Blake Seven. Um, now that's my memory. That might be completely wrong. I keep meaning to go and look at the dates and and you know when you know the Mandela effect. I think it possibly might be that. And I've I put like I've put two two separate events into one in my memory. But so so I remember we we uh, watching the sort of the TV show and I absolutely adored it. I fell in love with it. I I loved the look of it. I loved the the themes. I loved the uh, the, the the sort of the world the show was in. And then I I I knew there was a movie because again we used to see him in all the Dennis Gifford books. You'd yes. see pictures of of Logan or Francis firing the uh, the deep sleep gun. And uh, I was I was I was itching. I was anxious to see this movie. But of course, my dad had seen this, and he th- he thought near the end it was a bit sort of near the mark as as my parents would say that that there there was some nudity in it so we we weren't really allowed to watch it and then it was when uh, i got my first vhs machine and i got uh an old ex-rental copy of this film and it was like uh not not letterboxed or anything it was all pan and scan grainy as hell and i i i fell in love with it i love this film ever since um I think that the film has aged much better than the TV show has. Um, had a much bigger budget, and I th- I also think it's the film has aged very well. Even though it's always 
it's always lumped in with that it's one of those 70s uh, sci-fi films and there's certain i mean you can't help it there's certain things like the haircuts things like that are mm-hmm. so 70s the 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 citizens wear is very sort of 70s but other than that i think it's aged really well and the, the themes it deals with some really really interesting major life themes it's a very clever intelligent film and i always put it in with like silent running or mm. 2001 i think it's it's not everyone's cup of tea and i can imagine like if if you were showing it to kids i, I know it's not aimed at kids but you know kids or teenagers now they'd be bored stupid by it mm. um much as they would 2001 but i i think it's held up well i watched i was only going to watch the beginning yesterday i got the blu-ray and i've never opened it and uh i thought oh, i'll sit and watch the first bit that we're going to discuss end up watching the film it's mm. just so good it drags you in and i think it, its themes it's are still relevant now yeah very very watchable well i'll tell you what's relevant now is the the the, the main subject is you've got humanity hiding indoors yes, because of yeah. the the killer that is outside or the threat of outside and yeah. here we are hiding indoors <laughs> in our little domes yes. if you like uh from 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 hiding from outside yeah um it's like probably well I, and also i suppose everyone seems to wear like um double knit jersey everywhere which is mm. true i bet everyone's wearing um you know uh, sweatpants and that now yeah or, <laughs> yeah, or your so, dressing gown yeah and yeah. um i mean it, it is relevant as well because one of the themes in it is 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 of age isn't it of of our old people of value to society mm. our old people as valuable as young people um which is it, it you know when when we're faced with a a virus that seems to be knocking out the old people at a rapid rate it's mm. it's quite weird i also remember when when i was uh, before my last day i uh, before i was 30 this was always a relevant thing everyone sort of knew about this at the time when i certainly when i was going to everyone knew the logan's run thing wasn't it it was like oh you get to 30 and you're killed mm. that seemed to have passed into the public consciousness and it's always sort of brought up now and again it's fa- fascinating fascinating idea um mm. Have, you, know, have, you, have, have yeah. you read the book? Yeah, I was, I was just going to ask you if you've read the book. Yeah, I've, I've read the, the novels. I don't think they're particularly great books. They're they're sort of typical sci-fi for their age. And like most 70s films that brought up a a, a, a novel to adapt into a film, they, they really only took the bare bones uh, of the novel. Because the novelist... The, the whole planet's inhabited in the novel. Um, you can go from country to country. Mm. Uh, there's no, none of the outside the domed city. There's no domed city. Um, everyone knows that you die at 30. It's not, Carousel is purely for the film. Renewal yep. is purely for the film. Yeah, the, I, I love the naivety of the film. That So the, I, the, the, the guy that came up with the idea, the politician that came up with the idea of... of you know, uh, basically terminating at 30, or in the book it's 24, isn't it? Yes. Um, everyone followed him because he did it. So he had the courage and convictions and, and topped himself at 24, and everyone went, oh, if he's done it, that's good. it's like yeah. quite naive that. <laughs> I think, it, you know, you might get that in a cult, but uh, <coughs> with politicians it would be, oh, he's topped himself to show his ideals. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't don't think that would have caught on. <coughs> Pardon me. 
what's really interesting with the um the sandmen in the book uh, the deep sleep agents in the book is that they're much more judge dread so mm. you, you get the feeling that that judge dread certain parts of it were based heavily on logan's run the inc you know mega city one the enclosed city the um the the multi-action firearms the fact that these people are in the book they're you know police judge jury executioner all in one words in the film all they 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 don't no one no one upholds the law because peace has broken out hasn't it no one's that in the film they're living such a hedonistic lifestyle that there's no need for crime which again yeah. is quite quite naive but uh is is a nice thing mm. um a nice nice idea that everyone if you give everything everything they want they will just behave mm. <laughs> which is mm. you know and they and some don't they run away well i mean this book was written you, you know in 1967 yes. it was yeah. during the if you like the hippie period yes. wasn't yeah. it oh, you it's know? A def so, definite so, yeah so I, yeah i can never work out whether it's a I think I I don't know what the politics of the author were, was, but I imagine it was more right wing than left wing, and it's very much a critique mm. of the hippie ideal, um, which is not. I don't think that's a, a bad thing. I think that, that the hippie movement was horribly, uh, horribly done and, and set us back quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I get the feeling this is. It, it's a weird book in that you, if you're if you're a right winger you could read it and go yeah and if you're a left winger mm. you could read it and go yeah yeah it, it's, it's very strange very strangely yeah. written it's not a good book either I don't think the story holds up particularly well um, Logan's a bit of a shit in it he's not mm. a particularly nice person it's mm. a strange thing talking about the book right is that you know I've I've had a hankering for yeah. getting the book or books sir because yes, there's books. three isn't there Correct, three yeah. Yeah, yeah, Logan's Run, Logan's World, and I can't remember what the third one's called. Mm. Logan something. So I've had a hankering, right? Um, but but before I tell you the 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 the, the butt bit, no before worries. that, my my history with Logan's Run is I remember seeing it in the cinema. Yeah. Um, when it came out, I saw the film first, um, and loving it and i think the reason i loved it is because this is 1976 isn't it um yes. logan's run came out in 76 and this is pre-star wars and before star wars you did not have in in the modern era in the 60s 70s you didn't have blockbuster action science fiction films you had the more like you said earlier thought, it, yeah. it become more the thought provoking yeah. message giving uh stories of you know 2001 silent yeah. running planet of the apes even yeah you had you had you had two different types of sci-fi you had b-movie sci-fi which was monster on a loose or you had the ideas movie so a film would be about an idea mm. it wasn't necessarily about a character or a thing it was the idea yeah, and I can remember the infrequent times that there really was proper science fiction in the cinema. It was of that type, and that was when when you're in your early teens, and on TV you've got Tom Baker, Doctor Who, you've got Space 1999, you've got Star Trek reruns, you know, these yeah. thrilling action science fiction stories. You go to the cinema wanting something like that, and before Star Wars there really wasn't anything like that so, except for logan's run you know you've got something i can remember going to see escape from the planet of the apes you know which was science fiction 
yeah. you know, basically. But it wasn't it wasn't what I was after. So when Logan's Run came along, and that I think is the nearest we got to an action science fiction film in this mid seventies, just prior to Star Wars, you know. Yeah, it's it's weird in that <coughs> there's not a lot of action in it. I mean, what action is in it is really well done, although. Um, watching it on Blu-ray is is, is an eye opener, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you see all the the squibs and everything. Like one one scene where they're chasing around the beginning, when he fires his gun, you can see the cardboard covering the squib cable in. It's it's like what? How have I never noticed that? Mm. Um, but yeah, it it, it was weird because because things have reversed now. And it used to be you went to the cinema for the the intricate detailed story the and tv was the the action adventure 18 sort of thing and now mm. it's totally the opposite way films are dumb and stupid and the tv shows are where the interest in writing is. is yeah but it used to be the other way around that the the, the decent writing was in because you remember films like phase four and you know like say silent running things like, i know silent running was was after um star wars but it was very much a product of before star wars the script um but uh, yeah, Star Wars basically came and and changed the face of sci-fi, which is a bit yeah. of a, bit of a which is trope, it, isn't it? But which is why true. you know it was such a a, a hit. But yeah. but you, you, you know, I I love the film. I love the comic because at the yeah. same time, you know, Marvel did a oh, comic Marvel adaptation, comic didn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, with those fantastic, I think it was George Perez covers. Yeah. You know, and I just fell in love with the world and like as you say, the ideas and the notion of all this. Yeah. Um, to the degree, and here we go, we're, we're, we're coming back to the book thing. I never thought I'd ever read the book until I was having a sort out in these times where, you know, um, yep. we're stuck indoors. What can I do? I'm going to sort <laughs> out the attic. You things. Yeah, you do, don't you? Yes. And I sent you the other day a couple of yeah. images. I stumbled across my old yeah. English essay book from school from 1977 yes. and yes I indeed did um, uh, do an essay on Logan's Run there's that terrible half finished cover that I sent you yes <laughs> which is really it's dire a, yeah, have okay. a look on Facebook I was yeah. young I tell you what that picture of, of Logan on the front do you know why he's so muscular like that uh, did you look in the mirror and copy that no I copied you must have had these because you're a fan Back in the 70s, you had those uh, Tarzan books with the beautiful... Is it Hogarth who did the oh, um, um, yeah. amazing you know, line drawings of Tarzan? Yes. And that is a copy of Tarzan. I can ah. remember copying um, a Tarzan I say, I picture. Didn't, I didn't think it looked like Michael York, to be fair. Didn't, <laughs> it didn't look at all. Yeah. And the reason he's got his like, wrist, almost like he's got his hand on his hip, is yeah. I, th I think in the Tarzan drawing, he had his thumb inside his loincloth a, a little dirty bit. Dirty beggar. Yeah. Dirty beggar, yeah. And so, yeah, it's a terrible drawing. I will put it on Facebook. Yeah. Yes, I've got, I've got no should. shame. Um, but also, what is interesting is there, I think it was a draft. I don't think I submitted it. The teacher hasn't marked it. I've got, I've got the summary here in front of me that I wrote in my yeah. awful writing back then. Um, but reading it, it's obvious I've read the book because oh, right. I'm not talking about the film. I'm talking about the book because all the original, you know, because there were many changes. We'll talk about them in a yes. minute from, from book to film um, is very crudely written out by me. I read the book back in 77. Wow. I read the book. I wonder what you had thought of it. Back then. 
Well, we can tell, can't we? We can read your essay. I don't know. I, I, I never owned it because I used to keep everything. Well, you, you must know? have had it from I'm, the library. Perhaps. I must have got it out of the school library or, yeah, or, yeah the, the, the village library. But it, it's, it's terrible to read, right? Right. I do well, like the book the hit, or your essay. Yeah, my, my essay. Um, there's a bit, I'm looking at it now where I'm talking about, you know, how the crystal keeps changing colour. Yeah. Um, and, and I've actually, this is what I put. When the adult is 21, the crystal turns black and it's time for annihilation. Cool. Have you put uh, an exclamation mark after it? No exclamation mark. No, it's very no, matter no, of fact. No. It's time for annihilation, I put. So I read the book, although I've got no memory of reading that book, How but bizarre. no, I did, I did. Um, regarding the TV, impression, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Regarding the TV show, we were just yeah. talking about this before we started recording. Then realised we have to record. Um, I I watched it upon transmission, um, and I haven't watched it since. Um, so, but right. we were talking, weren't we, about maybe yes, coming back yeah. to Logan's Run for the TV I show? I think we should, yeah. I think, especially the, like I say, the first episode is a is a remake of the film. With a very low budget, it's it's interesting what they changed for that as well. Like there's a, a council and things like that. There's not the the, the Dome City is not computer controlled. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's some interesting changes. And of course, the uh, because of network television, the uh, the flame pistol doesn't kill. <laughs> it's yeah. stuns. I don't know how it does it, but uh, yeah, it's 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 not aged as well as the film. The TV no, show. No. it's a product of its time. I tell you what, product of its time as well is a magazine that was out, which I did collect all the yeah. time, and that's Logan's Run was in Looking. Yeah, Looking. That was a staple of our childhoods, wasn't it? Looking was the, it was called Junior TV Times. Junior TV bizarrely. Times. Yes. Yeah. What? What a weird, weird little. Would you like thing. to describe to the non-UK listeners? Yeah, just so, what looking was. So basically, the idea was that we, we had a, a television magazine, a television listings magazine, a bit like your TV guide in America, um, uh, and other countries have their own version. We had we had a we had a BBC one called Radio Times, and we had a ITV version called TV Times. And this was published as the Junior TV Times, and basically it was a listing of all the kids' TV shows for that week, because um, this was weekly. Uh, but then they they wrapped this up with some of the most gorgeous comic strips going for all the latest TV programs. So they covered things like Space 1999, Logan's Run had a, an amazing strip in it, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Um, Tomorrow People, of course. And then you would get pinups and stuff. It was basically like a smash hits for nerds. It was, wasn't yeah, it? But it then you had the strange magazine. stuff. Yeah, but you had strange stuff because you had uh, a Benny Hill co- yes, comic yeah. strip, didn't you? You had World of Sport. There was always yeah. a sport thing in there each week, wasn't there? And there was how to do things. And yeah, the pinups yeah. are hilarious. You looked at it because yes. it's all like, you know, Dave Hill from Slade yeah. and things <laughs> like that, wasn't it? You know, it, it, it's a fantastic magazine. I wish people would, um, you know, get the rights and release the comic I strips. I wish it was. Because the, the, the comic strips were superb and they were done by some very famous artists who at the time, you know, were, were probably doing it just to make ends meet. Um, but also of note is every issue had a fully painted cover. Mm. They, they didn't just use, you know, photos and things. And it was always a, a fully painted cover. It looked like in watercolours or possibly acrylics. But they were always absolutely gorgeous. I don't know what happened to all this artwork. I wonder where it, it probably just got dumped, didn't it, in a skip. There was a particular yeah. artist. He he was the main artist for virtually yeah. all of them, wasn't he? And I've, he was, yeah. I, I've forgotten his name, but you know, beautiful, beautiful, yeah. um, f- fully painted artwork. I've only got one copy 
of uh, yeah. uh, looking with I, Logan's Run. That's the uh, one I sent the photos to you yes. for, where it introduced the Logan's Run yeah. TV show. Because, because also you're, you're you're right. The um, I would I had the Marvel comics when they came out, so I would have read those before the film. And the Marvel comics are brilliant. But also um, there was a that year there was a Logan's Run annual, which I've still got. Uh, and that was it was a superb annual and it, it's got some amazing um artwork by some very famous artists you know some of them went on to 2000 ad and that and the stories are really good in it and un, unusually for an annual the comic strips are the best part they're really really good um there is uh, one of the artists you'll, you'll you'll know his name i he's the guy that did the quatermass strips in house of hammer <coughs> oh um you, you know his name not not mike noble that was thunderbirds um not what John Stokes. Oh, no, no John Lloyd. Bolton. No, no. Uh, David Lloyd. Oh, David Lloyd, right. Yes, right. yeah. Um, absolutely superb artwork in these annuals. And it's when he went like on that, to... That, d- yeah. yeah, he's the guy, just let people know, he's the guy that went on to do V for Vendetta. That's correct, didn't yes. he? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, carry on, Ian. Sorry. Yeah, so, so it was very much... My interest in it was a TV show in the peripheries of the film. Like I say, I, I, as soon as I saw the, um, the Sandman's sidearm of choice, the... Uh, flame pistol, deep sleep gun. I, I I always wanted one, and eventually I built one, which I've still got. It's in the attic. It's um, and I made it out of an old bicycle pump. I know. I found yeah. the drone magazine the other uh, day. You found, I, oh, you'll have yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you'd I, have to I scan it, it and put it in, <coughs> put it on uh, Facebook. Yeah, it was. It's one of the few things I kept from from when I was very early into modelling. Um, uh, it's I I love the design of it. I love the Sandman uniform. I think ev- I was going to say, anyone that, that's a did fan you make done, one? Yes, yeah, I made made well, the I thought so. Um, I, I must redo it as well because I, again, in the the early days of VHS, you couldn't see a lot of detail. So now, of course, you know that it's a it's a, a tank top over top of a tunic, and it's quilted, and it's grey, and it's not white, and things like that. So I, I I might have a bash at making another one. It's a very simple. Yeah, um, but you can't make uniform. one. Well, you can make one, but you can't wear it because you're over no, twenty-one. That's true. Also and this has probably never been the case, I've not got the figure for it. You've got to be stick thin, otherwise you look slightly ludicrous in it. Yeah, um, a, a, a podgy yeah. Sandman would yeah, not be a good look. No, it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, so, I, so I've so i always loved this world that it's been in, uh, that, that Logan lives in. Um, something about it appeals. It's There's certain films where it's not... You don't call them a guilty pleasure because they're you've got to be in the sort of the mood for it like 2001 i love 2001 but it's not something you watch to cheer yourself up you know it's mm. you, you put aside half a day and close the curtains um films like that uh, but logan's run like yesterday watch two minutes of it. nope gotta watch it all and if it's on yeah. telly you'll catch oh it's logan's run sat watching it i i yep. absolutely love it and also i mean just when you think it can't get any better at the end of the film you not only got peter Houston off in it you got a load of cats. I mean, what? It's, it's the best film ever. And Jenny Agatha. And Jenny Agatha. Yes, yes. We we should perhaps discuss Jenny Agatha at some point during this chat. We uh, should. That, that was we also a, a huge impact on formative years. That and when I first watched Walkabout on TV, yes, yeah. that cemented um, yes, I don't in think, my brain. I don't think Jenny Agatha ever looked more alluring than she does as Jessica. <sighs> I think. In fact, like I say, the aesthetics of this film. I, and I'm how really fabulous is it that she's still, you know, in 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 shows? She's in the yeah. blooming Marvel universe, isn't yeah. she? She's one of the Shield 
you know, yeah. directorate, isn't she? She hasn't changed that much, to be honest. No, 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 no. Yeah. All right, well, before we talk about the sequence, um, yes. we've just mentioned the book there. Uh, just yeah. a few uh, things to note um, yeah, between the book and the film. It, but yeah. Well, I've got the differences here, or Brilliant. some of the differences here. Um, as I say, it was written in 67 by uh, William F. Nolan and George Clayton Johnson. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the basic premise is, is the same. Um, MGM bought the rights almost immediately when it came out in 67 yeah. and uh, initially offered it to George Powell to make. And he was going to make it back in 69, which is odd. You think, all right, if, the, if it was made in 69 with George Powell, what would that have looked like? What would it have looked it's like so with the different. technology that they had yeah. at the time? Because, you know, film technology, special effects were evolving very quickly through the 60s into yes. the 70s, weren't they? Um, I, yeah, I, I don't even know who they would have chosen for, for Logan and I don't and know, because, yeah. Because they'd have probably gone with someone like Charlton Heston. I know he was doing Planet of the Apes, but he was the face of sci-fi at that point, wasn't he? <laughs> they, they could have used him, couldn't they? Yes, yeah. Um, but there were the creative differences. George Powell left. He actually yeah. went on to make uh, Doc Savage. Again, a film I absolutely adore. I still got yeah. a VHS of that. I found it yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, big puffy Warner, big box. Oh. What, what? the video or, or Ron Ely? Ron Ely, yeah. No, He's a big video, puffy yeah. big box, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway... He's yeah. Tarzan again, isn't we? Back to Tarzan. Back to Tarzan, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he walks away. Uh, Saul David um, yeah. came on as producer in 74. He hires Soylent Green author Stanley R. Greenberg to write it. And, yeah, he's the guy who came up with the idea of Carousel. Yeah. Um, instead of going to the sleep shop where you just, you know, killed... You have a chance of surviving and going for renewal with uh, Carousel. Yeah, there's very, I mean, again, very late sixties, early seventies, sort of dig at religion, isn't there? That because mm. in the in the book, like say they they know they're dying. It's it's in the book. It's more akin to the sequence in uh, Soil and Green when when ironically Book the character uh, goes to to basically euthanize himself, which is a lovely mm. sequence. Um, if you call a suicide, lovely sequence. Uh, so in in the film, it's very much that people people have been brainwashed, religionized into thinking that you reincarnate. Mm. That as, long, as long as you take part in Carousel and you try your best, you'll probably reincarnate. Which is, I think, is is both a very a very clever thing to do, but also a very sort of dumbing down of the idea that it sort of takes away the idea that that people would sacrifice half their life to have that half a life be better. Right. Which, which is, an, you know, is, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost sort of Thanos' plan, isn't it? From yes, the Marvel yeah. universe. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Half, Marvel. half doing well is better than the whole doing not so well. Yeah. Um, but I do also think it, it, it fleshed out a bit and it gave, gave another interesting sort of theme that it looked at, which is the whole idea of, of religion um, and uh, people that blindly believe versus those that question uh, mm. skepticism. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some great stuff in the movie. We've, we have we said on Blake Seven in character, occasionally Logan's Run would come up because yes. you've got the old whole idea of the dome, dome cities. City, yeah. I mean, you, you know, and, and in Blake Seven, religion was outlawed, wasn't yep. it? Um, I'm, I'm presuming in, in Logan's Run's world, you don't have religion anymore. Well, you've you've got 
you've got the state religion, which is that you yes, you go for carousel and you yes. try and reincarnate. Interesting that, isn't it? So the the very much British idea of let's just get rid of religion, <laughs> and mm, against yes. the American <laughs> idea of well, religion. Let's let's tailor religion in the right way, sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. It's, no, it's interesting, very it. interesting yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Another change, you know, as, as well as Carousel, was they raised the uh, date yes. of termination to 30. Which I think now, that was you, a good move, I think. Do you know the reason for the good move? I imagine it's because then you would have a lot of 14-year-olds running around, you know, having sex, etc., which the censors wouldn't allow. No, it wasn't that so much. It was more that if you raise it to 30, you've got more actors to be no, considered true, for casting, you know, if he's it, just 21. Because this is also, it, it. these themes also tied in with what was happening with film at the time, didn't they? Because cause it was very much the the young auteur were com- was coming up, like George mm. Lucas and... Um, Coppola. Coppola, uh, versus the old the old guard, older person. So again, this idea of young versus old. Because, mm. yeah, it, it, it filters through everything in this film. It's really good. That young versus old, I mean, uh, old, I mean, you know, after George Powell uh, walked away and, you know, it went in development hell for four or five years, when it was being resurrected and, you know, you had the new screenplays written and everything, it was shipped out not to one, not to a Scorsese or a Lucas or a Coppola. It was actually uh, then given to Erwin Allen. All right. Well, that would have been interesting. Well, he turned it down because he <laughs> he not was catastrophic. yes. Well, catastrophic is the right word because he was in the middle of his disaster stuff. Oh, right. You know, the Poseidon yeah. Adventure, Tower and Inferno. He didn't really want to know. Um, so yeah, that, that it would he would have been the wrong choice for this. Yes, yes. But Irwin Allen connection. Um, he said no, but uh, Saul David managed to yeah. acquire Irwin Allen's uh, special effects man, L.B. Abbott. Yeah, you know who did all the special effects for his '60s, you know, TV shows. Yeah, which we're I think we're other than the fact that the budget couldn't stretch for like certain things, we're we're a great fan of the model work. Yes, of the Owen Allen shows. Yes, and yeah. you can say, I mean, the sequence we're going to talk about yes. today. There's nothing wrong with the model work. No, no, it's, no, it, no. It, it's, it's the way yeah. it's dealt with. I yep. mean, I mean, Saul David knew L. B. Abbott because they had worked on a film together, a fantastic film which we haven't done yet on this show, but we're going to do at some point. A fantastic voyage. Yeah, and this is it's interesting you say that, and it it sort of it does make sense now because this whole sequence on television would be have been amazing on mm. low definition. It's only when you watch it in higher definition. On it, Blu-ray. Yes, on Blu-ray especially. Um, my view my view changed a little bit watching it on Blu-ray. Not for the worse either, I think. I mean, once we once we actually talk about the sequence, yeah, it, uh, it, it was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, it, that, 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 that does make sense because he, would have, he was a, a television man through and through, wasn't yeah, he? He's, yeah. Well, we're just about yeah. to go into the sequence. Yeah. One more thing before we uh, go into it, though, is something I hadn't spotted... Yeah. Because it's 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 not made that clear in the in the film, um, is the fact that everyone except the sand men and the cleanup men uh, wear clothing the same colour as their life clocks. Yes, yeah, yeah. The the the, the citizens' clothing matches their life clocks, which makes sense because uh, uh, right at the beginning you've got a guy bumps into Francis and Francis is look glaring at him, and then he says that red's going to run, and you think how did he see his life clock? But it's because he's he's dressed in red. Yeah. Yeah, it went Again, this is superb design. So you can see at a glance, which you would need to see, what, 
where these people are in their life clock. You can also see at a glance whether someone's a Sandman because they're basically a black and white police car, or black and gray police car yes, yeah. with a bar going across. Uh, the design work is really, really clever. Um, and I, th I think watching it with, a, with an eye to doing this talk, uh, as we've said many times before, when you watch it, when you're, get, when you're coming up for one of these and you watch a film, you watch it differently. You watch it almost through fresh eyes because you become very blasé and take stuff in. And there was lots of things that jumped out at me this time that I'd never really picked up on before or picked up and just not thought about. Mm. Uh, it's really good, really good. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a, mm. it's a great well, film. Well, a few, a few, you're talking about the differences between the book and the the uh, film as well. I mean, there's, there's the, like I say, the, the world is, is populated. So there's no, there's no city. You're a world citizen and the world is, is uh, sort of broken into sectors that you can travel between. Um, uh, also, um, so no sanctuary. Also, Francis... Uh, it, it turns out not to be Francis in the book. So a bit no, of a spoiler Ballard, there for you. Yeah, Ballard, the resistance leader. Yeah. Yes. Which makes no sense whatsoever. No. And you get the feeling it, you you read it and you get to the end and you you read that twist and you go, yeah, he just had to finish that quickly, didn't he? Yeah, he needed yeah, a yeah. twist. Yeah. Now give me Peter Euston yeah. off and yes, his cats anytime. Yeah. The film yeah, yeah. the film is a huge improvement over the book. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's talk about the yes. film then. Let's get into it then. Okay. <laughs> So it starts off with a caption, which is yes. saying, sometime in the 23rd century, mankind is living in a great domed city. Yes. And after the, the caption, we've got this Jerry Goldsmith electronic score. Yeah, it's, it's almost, it reminds me of the tonalities of Forbidden Planet. It's mm. that, it's not, oh, yes. Yeah, it's not a melody, is it? It's just, it's, it's like listening to a, a fax modem that's it, gone it, off a bit. Yes, yeah. And of course, that was a mainstay <laughs> for science yes, fiction yeah. at the time. You know, this telegraphs that this is yep. science fiction. And it was a trend, of course, that George Lucas wanted yep. to buck for yeah. Star Wars. And everyone was like, no, 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 you've got to go electronic. Yeah. And he's like, no, we've got to it's go orchestral. The yeah. It's the future. And he's like, no, let's go yep. orchestral. And thank God he did. Yes. You know, John Williams, you know, music is, you know, so interlinked with yep. the visuals. You Definitely. Know? Um, and it, this is really weird because, I, I mean, I, every time I watch it, I forget that there's not really a theme there's a almost a heartbeat pulse mm. is the music score but there's no real theme no um, which is which is yeah like you say that was definite it's sci-fi it's got to be electronic it's sci-fi you've got to have polyester clothing it's so yeah very yeah what a weird time it was in cinema i know i know you know um science fiction went the the thoughtful route yes. because you know the, the the b movies were over everybody considered science fiction to yep. be old hat and cliched and rubbish and part of that was you did have science fiction e music wasn't it so um i think that's another reason why george lucas didn't want to be painted yeah. into that group yeah and i think it was a, it was a good move because there's no i mean there's no reason why certain types of film should be pigeonholed and have to do certain things mm, yeah um so after this caption right yes. um we have a pan down through smoke and we see yep. we don't see a dome city we see a whole collection 
I've yeah, a whole collection of, of lit up demos. It's a lovely this this before we enter it. This is a lovely model shot. It's really well done. Nice bit of mist that covers up a lot of the the problems that we get as soon as we enter the the city. But yeah, I like this sequence. It's I don't know how big. I imagine it was quite a big model. Um, well, it's a tabletop miniature. Yeah. You can tell yeah. it's a tabletop miniature, and it starts well because the camera's yeah. quite away, and it, as you say, the domes are lit internally, um, and it's not bad at all. I mean, you've no, got no, all these good. tiny trees in yep. the foreground. You've got what looks like there's a lake there, just like that, but the camera then, I think, makes a mistake. It goes in too close to them. Yeah. Well, they um, they, they want to do this almost. Well, I suppose they were thinking a seamless. <laughs> Uh, shot into the city but that means going up right close to the domes and they're not they're not detailed enough to to have that sort of scrutiny to do that i think they would have had to have been like four foot across when made the domes to get anywhere near the level and the trees yeah. as well the, the trees, trees are yeah. tiny which is yeah. great because it makes the domes look big but when yeah. you go that close to the trees you can see those trees are very small yeah, you know, I do. I do like the design of the domes. I love the fact that they 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 look like a fly's eye, don't they? They're, they're multifaceted, of, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Really nice. Again, I'd love to know what happened to them. But. Mm, yeah, and we go inside. Yes, and and and, and there's the city looking yeah, like Las is. Vegas or a World's Fair sort yeah. of thing. The, I always think. Yeah. The, so the my initial reactions on this are that HD doesn't do it any favors. Um, so God knows what it must have been like on seventy mil. Mm. You know, up on the cinema screen. Um, it's not a bad model, but the trouble is it's a model with a cyclorama backdrop, which is... Oh, you can see blatantly, the folds. Yeah, it's blatantly obvious. And it's also a model that they've decided to incorporate water into. And it's really the water that ruins this. I think they could have got away with it had it been a bigger model, so the water is smaller by scale, or don't have the water... I think the yeah. mo the water. Uh, there's two problems. I think in when we see the city, one is you've got that terrible tinkly music, yes. which is hey, look, you're looking at science fiction. Yeah, the music and doesn't help at all. No, no. Um, and then you have yes, the water. Yeah. Um, yeah, and of course you know, you know, if if, if you you're gonna have water, you've got to make your models massive yes. i mean i i mean the ultimate being you know the oil tanker in spy love me which exactly, is what yeah. 60 feet long yeah so so you might you know, as well have made it full size yes point. yeah but no i mean on facebook you'll see photos yeah. of the guys standing you know amongst this set and i reckon that lake is about maybe four foot long yeah something like that and maybe if they had just not put obviously there's a fan or something hidden blowing to make ripples to say hey look there's water if the ripples in the water weren't moving yeah maybe that might have been a bit better yeah it, it, it yeah it'd have been better if it had been still water or even a use model a of water yeah use a mirror use you fake the water um like i say it it's really weird because it's so much effort's been put into this but then the the pan down because you're meant to be gone through the dome and you're you're sort of travelling down almost a, a helicopter shot if it had been full size. But the trouble is that makes the cyclorama backdrop just look awful mm. because obviously that's been designed by a model maker that you're viewing it at, at low level and yes. then then all the uh, the um, the perspectives work. They do not work when you're panning down on it and moving because the perspective isn't moving. Mm. Um, and I don't know why they bothered with this because they're in a domed city. Just have the wall of the dome there. Yes. 
Yeah. You know? Mm. It, it, it is a shame because, you know, technically the buildings look great. Look they good, build, yeah. They, they, they're really, really good. Um, you've got, of course, you've got the travel tubes. Yeah, they, they look all right. They, on, on the old, I think they look better on HD than they did on my old VHS pan and scan because the pan and scan was so zoomed in on it that it, it looked terrible. I, I, I found the same effect on um, another film I adore, which is um, June. And when you watch the pan and scan VHS of that, the, the effects look awful on like the, the, the sand crawlers. But then when you watch it and it's zoomed out properly, it looks all right. And I think yeah. these look fine. Uh, everything looks fine except for the water and that backdrop. Yeah. The maze cars look good as well, don't oh, they? Yeah. Going, going, like going them, through yeah. the tubes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's all well done, but yeah. yeah. It's not convincing. To, it, it, it struck me as the level, and this is no, no slight on uh, Jerry Anderson's stuff, no slight on Thunderbird. It reminded me of a Thunderbird's model in that it's amazing. You know, it's a model, but mm. in this one, it's amazing. You know, it's a model, but they're trying not to have it be a model and it doesn't, it doesn't work for the intended purpose. The fact that this is your first shot in the film is is not great. I mean, luckily it's short and sweet and it goes by and you're, you're then into a, you know, a, a something that looks really good. But I can see why a lot of people see this first shot and then just dismiss it as a, as a cheap, tawdry sci-fi. Yeah. Which is anything but. Yeah. I mean, originally... <coughs> In the original script, this whole sequence we're talking about today wasn't going to be in it, right? Yeah. You know how um, it ends with a dissolve to the uh, the baby's white crystal yeah. in, in the baby's palm. In the original script, it was just started with a Sandman chasing a runner, killing him, and then the camera would, would zoom down to his hand um, as the crystal turned black, and that's when you would get the white to the white crystal of the baby. All right. I mean, you yeah, I, I can see why they've included it, because I think you do need some sort of establishing shot to say this is a domed city. But we've just had that yeah. outside. Oh, I, I, I thought you meant they cut that as well. Oh, right. So it was. So what did it... So so presumably it would have stopped when they entered the dome, and then... Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. If, if if you just had the, the, the exterior, yeah. and then you cut to indoors, and then you have the action bit with the, with the runner, rather yeah, than that, seeing the city. Yeah, that would have worked... Because you could, you could have built up before you show that model shot, which you could have shown it later, not quite dwelling on it as much, and you could have built up a bit of goodwill with some of the other shots. Yeah, I think that would work. So you could have you could have stayed away from the domes on the model shot outside, just had yeah. an establishing shot of the domes, and then cut to the inside. Yeah, that I think that probably would have uh, would have helped it. Or you could have done, um, you know, a silent running in reverse. If on yeah. one of the domes there was like a window that was illuminated, yeah, and you sort of like start pulling in towards that, so your eyes drawn to that, and then you cut to inside, yeah. and there's the window, and there's the runner running past it, yeah, and then the audience knows, oh, I'm inside that yeah, dome, link, link something the like that. External to the internal shots, yeah, yeah, could be because because everything after this first shot, I I really like. Um, yeah, I like the carousel sequence. I love the first runner sequence. Um, it builds up this world with a few deft lines. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't hammer hammer it home what this world is and how it operates. You work it out yourself from some of the stuff that's happening. Which I think I love films like that. I'd much rather because you're talking about them 
you know, 40, 50 years later. Well, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. it wouldn't be if it was spelled out. No. Now, this cityscape yeah. that, uh, that that we're looking at, that was at Culver City. This is an MGM film. It was yeah. done at Culver City in California. And the whole film was built over nine sound stages. And this city uh, took up one of those sound stages. It was that big. Um, as I say, Facebook, there will be photos. Yeah. Uh, I think the tallest building was just a tad over six feet tall. And, so a fair-sized um, model. Yeah, yeah, the ones in the foreground, yeah, force perspective, of yeah. course, you know, anybody doesn't know what we're talking about when we say force perspective. Things in the distance look smaller, so you can build them smaller, and they, yeah. you don't have to put them so far away. So, And that's what Ian was just saying there, that that's fine if you've got a locked off, yes. just uh, still shot, it works. As soon as the camera starts moving, yep. uh, the the magic trick is blown, isn't it? Yeah, it's you've got to be looking at it at the angle that it's it's prepared to be viewed at. It's like a, a matte painting, isn't it? When you paint uh, a painting on glass and have it hung in front of the the long shot and the camera merged it, you, it only works from a locked off camera. If you move the camera, the game's you, yeah, given the, ga- up, the game's it? given up. If, if yeah. you think of it, it's very much like the sequence in uh, Indiana Gray Jones and the Last Crusade, where he, yes. he's, he's walking across the chasm. It's like you move your head slightly. Oh, it's not a chasm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good comparison, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the problem. If the camera had stayed down low, you could have had the city, but have the camera just down low moving in towards the buildings because then the backdrop would have worked then as well, wouldn't it? They should have given Toho a ring, shouldn't they? Yeah. They could have helped him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, What else have I got for us today? Um, Did you know, um, I mean, it's joint one the Oscar for best visual yeah. effects. Uh, it was a joint one with King Kong because that, uh, that, that was the other big science fiction uh, hit of 76, wasn't it? Yes. I don't, I don't exactly know how King Kong won <laughs> an Oscar for special effects. The, the special effects in King Kong are woeful. I, I love Rick Baker's uh, monkey suit, but everything else in it is awful, <laughs> to mm. be honest. Well, I think the reason that you say that, it might be the fact that um, originally, there wasn't going to be an Oscar for visual effects right. uh, for 76 because the committee didn't believe any of the movies were worthy enough. Do you know what? <laughs> you know, I can't really argue. So they said, right, we're not going to give out a visual effects Oscar this year, yeah. but retroactively, the decision was overturned and the Oscar was shared between Logan's Run and King Kong. And the... The committee members who voted against it, including its chairman, resigned in protest. Really? Because they objected to an Oscar being given to King Kong and Logan's Run. Strange, isn't it? I I, I don't, yeah, I'm sort of with them that if if any films have not reached the, the, I laughably say, the high standard, uh, then they... you know, it's not picking the best of everything, is it? That's that's there. It's picking something that should be recognised, yeah, above and beyond. So, I mean, this yeah. sequence is 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 nice, yeah, but it's, it's not, not Oscar worthy, is no. it? No. no, I don't think so at all. Yeah, um, you said you know the TV show used footage yeah. of, of the Dome City um, quite a bit. Um, it also turned up uh, the Dome City landscape and all the maze cars and everything uh tinted um i think it was tinted green 
and was reused to represent the planet of Orc in Morkamindi. Really? Hmm. Huh. Yeah. That's right. They stole everything, didn't they? Right down so to lived, Mork's uniform. Yes, yeah. yes indeed. So it, so it lived on there. Um, talking about living on, they keep talking about a remake, don't they? They do, of, yes. Of, of Logan's Run. What do you think about that? Um, I think that it's, it's one of those properties where they could actually remake it because it's, they could do the book, be a mistake. They could go different ways on it. If they tried to remake it and have it in the same style and world as as this film, I think that would be a huge mistake. But I think the, the store is flexible enough that you could you could remake it. Um, we just know it'd be awful, though. It would be a, an action-adventure film. You'd have, you know, the latest... You'd have Jason Statham running about. Yes, yeah. Blowing away runners. It, yeah, I. it wouldn't be anywhere near as intelligent. No, no, no. I, I, yeah. I think... Uh, leave it. I mean, yeah. Brian Singer was involved. I mean, like 10, yeah. 15 years ago, he he was the person keep being uh, mentioned to do it. But no, I mean, um, I, I look upon Logan's Run very affectionately. Yes, I um, I do. I'm very I'm quite protective of it. Yes, um, I feel I feel affinity for it, and I think it should be. Yeah, that it do a new one by all means. Don't remake this one. Do your own version of Logan's Run. Yeah, um, there was a they did a a, a new comic series didn't they or they did about 10 years ago or something and it was a horrible mishmash of of trying to do the novel and use the visuals from the film and it was I, it was rubbish to be honest i didn't enjoy it at all no 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 just leave it i yeah. mean yeah i mean it yeah we are very affectionate about it people our age are and you yes. know that's where our, our love of jenny agatha comes from as yes. well you know um the, i don't that, know if yeah. that, that there's much love for michael york I, I think he's really good. I, mean, I think the whole cast works really well um, in this film. I love uh, Richard Jordan. I think he's yeah, vast, no, he's great as Francis. Actor. Um, he's great as Francis. I love uh, Jenny Agatha. It's just like I say, it never been more alluring or or attractive than in this film. It's. Uh, I think this this probably uh, uh, launched the. Uh, the puberty ship for a lot of <laughs> boys and girls. Our listeners, yes, yeah, our yes. Listeners. Um, <coughs> I know you have a soft spot for her as a nurse in uh, American, American Werewolf. But that, that, no, but Jessica Trump's yeah. uh, n- nurse, yes, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Uh, I mean, my, certainly the TV show was a huge impact on myself and my brother, because I, I think I told you yesterday, my brother named his kids after yes, Heather Menzies. I didn't know that. Harrison, yeah. yeah. Um, so Heather and Harrison, yeah. Uh, so that was, a, you know, obviously, uh, Heather Menzies had a big, <laughs> a big impact on him. Um but yeah, I the the cast is is really good. Like I say, Peter Ustinov just steals it. He's oh my god, I love him in this. This is this is probably the definitive Peter Ustinov role. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other Sandmen really good. The worst haircuts in history, but the, the other Sandmen are really good. Um, there's not that many main characters in it. I mean, you've you've only got the other only characters you've got are uh, Doc, who's a bit bland, but not does the job well, and um, Farrah who again is, although she seems to be just playing herself mm. or her public persona, she's it's really good in it, a good sequence. So yeah, a, a great cast. I mm. I don't, I can't think of who I would get to play these characters. Like I say, don't just do your own characters. Yeah, do your own. Do yeah. your own. Uh, before we get to the rating, um, a little on aside, did you ever used to read AXA? AXA. Doesn't Axa mean... in the Sun. 
Oh, the, 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 the bar- comic strip. The, was that the Barbarian? Yeah, she's like yeah. Conan. Yeah. She's in, in a chamois leather bikini. Yes, yeah. But but that was a dome city. That was post-apocalypse. Yeah. And she escapes from the dome city yeah. and, and has adventures out with her clothes falling off, you know, every yes. every day. Um, a great influence, uh, greatly influenced by Logan's run as well. Yes, yeah. As we said, was the first episode of Blake 7. Yeah. Um, I'm, sure I'm sure it's had a huge influence on lots of people, haven't it? Uh, I don't know how much love there is for this film outside of, of the dedicated fans. Well, listener, if you yeah. like Logan's yeah. Run, can you go on Facebook and uh, and, and let us know why? Yeah, it's always, whenever you read like a, an overview of 70s sci-fi or even just sci-fi in general, it's generally sneered at, isn't it? As if as if it needed Star Wars to come along to get rid of dross like this. this I've seen before people say, last, oh, this yeah. is the standard of science fiction. Thank yeah. God Star Wars came yeah. along. And that's been very unfair. It's hugely unfair. Mm. Um, it's almost, I mean, it's almost like they're implying that, that they had to do Star Wars differently because this was so bad. And it wasn't. This was a hit, wasn't it? This was oh, a, it, it, it was a huge, huge hit. hit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, as I say, I went to the cinema um, yeah. to see it. You know, that, that and King Kong that year. Yeah. All right. So rating for the uh, the sequence. Yeah, because um, well, we're, we're rating just this sequence, aren't we? We're not rating yes, the film. Yes, yeah. you know, you've so, got to take all yeah, all, 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 yeah, all the Jenny, Jenny Agatha's yeah. got to be taken out of this equation. Uh, it's the it's it's yeah, the. Do you, want me, you want me to take work. out Jenny Agatha? Okay, well, you, you... <laughs> take her out somewhere. Um, okay, <laughs> yeah. So uh, for this, it it I could see what they were going for, and half of it is well done, but this is for me. This is quite low. This is this is going to be a four. Ooh. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to go for a six. No, I, I, I toyed with going higher, but I, I think that's my love of it. It's not weirdly when, when I was, I put it on on the TV, and Anne was sat there, and she looked up and she watched it. She goes, "It's not a good model, that is it?" It's like, yeah, okay. The, the fact that you can instantly see it's a model. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it works for what they've done. So that that score of four is for its effectiveness in the film, not for any effort they put in or yeah. the model maker's skill, which was brilliant. Yeah. It's purely it for me, it doesn't work as a film sequence. Yeah. I, I reckon the model work is terrific. The models yeah. look great. Uh, the water doesn't, uh, the camera gets too close and you know, if it was just for the model work, I, it'd be quite high, but the yeah. fact that it's been photographed poorly, um, made it very, average for me so i gave it a five five all right so so that's four and a half all right brilliant all right well that's us done um so yeah i've got to start looking for logan's run tv yeah show the the box that is available on the dvd box set but it does tend to keep its price i don't know whether yeah i don't know whether that's because no one really bought it uh, at the time or where it's one of those weird things like the uh, Lost in Space and Boys Should Pop See box sets that even though I doubt they're that popular, they keep their prices. They keep their prices, yeah. yeah. But it's it's worth it. I mean, the the big thing they added to the TV show, which I think was was the best thing in it, was Ren, of course. Yeah, or Donald Moffat. Yeah. Um, and, and and I still get a twinge when you're watching the film and you're you're like, oh, no Rem, but we get box. 
Yeah, we get box. <laughs> well, box will be making an appearance because we are returning. I think we're going to be returning twice to Logan's Run, once to the TV show, and yep. also we're going to be talking about box. Yes, I think that if if people are like running down Logan's Run and oh look at the state of science fiction before Star Wars yep. come along, you look at a 1976 robot in box and a 77 robot in C3PO, and yeah, they've got a point there, yeah, haven't they? It's light worlds away, isn't it? Oh, very much so, yes. All right, well, thank you for today, Ian. No, I enjoyed that one. A little run um, through. <laughs> yeah, I would just say to the uh, listener, join us next time on this show because uh, Andrew will be back. He's coming along to discuss another subject from 1976, which we haven't mentioned today. King Kong. Um, no, at the Earth's core. Oh, Caroline Munro. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, so but you're thinking of her now, aren't you? <laughs> That's a complete coincidence that we've got Jenny Agatha this week yeah. and we've got Caroline Munro you're next just, week. You're just going through your puberty crushes, aren't you? Yes, I've got to think about the third one then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Ian. No problem. Enjoy right. it. Cheers then. Bye bye. Bye.